Hello everyone, I'm Brian. And I'm Hannah. And this is Stems. And Stories. So this is uh, technically our second podcast, um, but it's going to be released as our first because the the first one didn't didn't really pan out the way we wanted. I mean, sometimes in life things just don't work the way you want them to, um, which is a little bit what we're talking about today. So welcome to the official first episode of Stems and Stories, a podcast where we'll be discussing bookish and botanist things. Mm-hmm. Is botanist a word? I know botanist is a word. Well, so is botany. I was going for like the books and botany things. I like alliterations. What about botanish? Botanish. Botanish things. Bookish. Botanish. The ish. What are we ish? What are we like? 1950s New York Hasidic Jews? I mean, I'm not. That show, Unorthodox? Yes. Yes. We haven't finished that show. I did. I just didn't tell you. Oh, well, uh, hi. This is now the episode where Brian and I break up because he's watching shows behind my back. Um, but yeah, either way, that's not what's going on. No. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. So within this podcast, what we aim to do is marry the idea of books and plants. Uh, today, if that wasn't obvious from yeah, stems, stems and, stories, and stories, you know, um, we give you credit, but I don't know how much credit. We'll figure that out along the road, you know, as this relationship between podcaster and listener develops. Absolutely. Um, what we would like to do um, is just start off with something very, very necessary, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, and close to our hearts. Yeah. Um, so we are natives of Buffalo, New York, and that being said. It's cold a lot of the time. Um, and it's cold like five months of the year. Uh, I mean, like, it's... It's not a lot of the time. It, it kind of... It can be real bad. So what we want to do is talk about self-care within the winter months. Now, the winter in Buffalo, like, typical winters are about three months long. Our month-long winters are five month long winters yeah like november oh and that's our dog knocking a table over that's cool um he's charlie you'll meet him at some point or if you head over to our instagram at stems and stories you can meet him there's pictures of them of him up there uh posing with all of our equipment and he's real cute he's only got three legs so self-care is important for him too yeah all the time yeah joint shoes and stuff like that (laughs) exercise real important so i guess today we're talking a lot about self-care for you know ourselves during the winter months it's you know the middle of winter as we're recording this right now but also having self-care in our plants and how we care for our plants differently in the winter because of course you know you're going to care for yourself differently in the winter than you would in the summer as well so there's a lot of differences in the way you care for plants during the winter so we wanted to talk about those two things and to you know bring our book concept in here talk a bit about self-help books and sorry charlie is like knocking me over um and like self-help books for us are not necessarily well you'll find out they're not necessarily the typical genre self-help books so we'll talk about that when we get there we'll cross that bridge when we get there we'll take that cutting when we get there um so i guess let's start off puns 
Working on it. Working on the botany puns. All right. So the cool thing about today is that our lists of self-care, of what we feel is important for self-care during the winter, um, we're going at it blind. I haven't seen what Hannah has put, and she hasn't seen what I have. So what we're going to do is see what we got, see what equates, and then marry them with plant care during the winter and do the best that we can. Some things might not match up and that's totally fine, but our goal is to give it a shot. Give it the good old college try, if you will. Yeah. And you know what? You guys might have some ideas of things that you really like to do for what your own self-care as a human or your planty self-care. And we would love to hear those. You can add us at Stems and Stories on any of the major platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, if you so choose. Um, So, Brian, why don't you kick us off with your first, are we doing do's and don'ts? Are we just doing general tips? I think uh, general tips. All right. Well, why don't you kick us off? Let's start with um, keep your space clean. Ah, that's one I have as well. Maintain your space. So when it comes to maintaining one's space, um, it really just depends on where you are on the daily. Like right now, a lot of us are working from home, including myself. So that whole work-life balance really gets kind of screwed up, does it not? Yeah, it definitely does. And I mean, I'm always working from home. Um so she's actually unemployed and hasn't worked in like <laughs> that six, is absolutely seven not true but it does bring <laughs> us to a good point on why uh we're even qualified to be talking about this stuff certainly we are not you know horticultural experts or you know master gardeners of any any rate but we are professional book nerds if you will so i um am a book publishing professional i work in publishing houses work with authors to publish their books get them out into the world edit market all of that good stuff Um, i'm also an author and i've been in the industry for about five years now so that is my area of expertise um i've killed like 450 people um i am a people are plants (laughs) yes um i'm a hitman for uh the mafia um but no, for real, I am a uh, academic librarian, so reading is kind of one of the things that I was brought up with. I don't get to do as much reading as I want, which is probably going to be a theme in this podcast, but I'm doing my damnedest to get better at it. Uh, and getting better at reading when you're an adult is something that you might not think it happens. It does. It does. There are things, and things get in the way. But either way, um, my flat that we are uh, currently recording in right now has over... 100 um, different plants in it, including a whole bunch that are propagating. There's a Monstera looking me right in the face. Uh, there is a so lots plant. of pothos. Lots of pothos. I'm a pothos queen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I've got a whole bunch of stuff going on here. And um, how- my space is um, presently very small bedroom. Um, it's not a small bedroom, but it's a bedroom. I'm confined to a bedroom at the moment. Um, and it is full of... I'm in the bedroom, nobody loves me. Um, unnecessary contributions, Brian. But it's probably... I'm probably at 60 or 70 plants in one space right now. I, I hesitate on that guess because I one just died because of a bag issue. But we'll discuss, we'll discuss, you know, bringing home plants from... Not the bag. <laughs> 
we'll discuss bringing home plants at a later episode yeah. and what you should look for so that they don't die. Um, but anyway, getting back to maintaining our space, yeah, you I think it's important clean, right? yeah, to keep your space clean, especially when we're home alone. Or <laughs> I guess not all of us are alone. I'm alone <laughs> frequently. But when you're home and you, you kind of only have the space around you, especially in a pandemic where we're not leaving our houses as much, um, and especially in the winter, you're, it's cold, you're not going out. Um, you want to keep the space up that you're in because it helps with your mental health. It's going to help keep you more stable, more calm. And going with that in the plant aspect, being able to keep your, like maintain your plant space. A lot of plants need different things in the, uh, in the winter than they do in their high season. They may, they might go dormant. They may need different things, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't like, you know, monitor their space, maintain it, keep it clean. If you see, you know, gnats, bugs, anything like that, make sure you're maintaining that plant, but also don't be afraid if like, if it's very clear, there's a dead leaf, cut that leaf off. There's no need for the dormancy to like, carry this dead leaf into spring when new growth should be coming through you know so uh, just to um interject there uh the one thing about plant care that i'm noticing is honestly like sometimes i get very very upset when i have to cut back some of my plants and i'm like wow this this is a failure no it's not it's totally fine sometimes it's just part of it uh hannah sometimes plants die and that's okay and hannah alluded to it i have a whole bunch of pothos here yeah sometimes they're gonna turn yellow my uh oldest plant is a silver pothos looking at it right now and yeah there's a whole bunch that turn yellow why it's not getting direct sunlight i know that's what's happening but it is not taking away from the fact the plant is alive if you see that that's happening chances are there's something going on and it's okay to peel back the onion a little bit because there's more to it yeah and it's also okay to like let it once once you take care of those kinds of things let it just chill i mean sometimes like plants look different um so i guess in talking about you know my next point for tips and for self-care in the in the winter um don't stress over the little things don't stress over the differences in the way you may look or feel because you know like i said it's like Seasonal depression is a real thing. Of course, real depression is a real thing. Um, and you end up fixating on the differences uh, that you're experiencing now. You know, in the cold winter months, you're not going out as much. You feel pale. I mean, I know I, I, I prefer myself with a tan. So you, you don't really love the way your skin looks. Or, you know, you might get red cheeks because you got windburn because it's cold and blustery out. Are, you might have gained a few pounds from the holidays. Like Your body doesn't look exactly the way it did five months ago, and that's okay. And that's the same thing for plants. Like If it doesn't look exactly the same as it did during its high season, it'd be weird if it did. And if it does, okay, that's fine too. But like the, the more, I think, common thing is that it's going to look a little bit different. It might not look quite as happy in the winter. Are you implying that if we are plant owners and we don't love them at their worst we don't deserve them at their best correct I think that is that's precisely a, what i'm saying um well i mean it's true though right it is uh, true it's, i mean like frankly if you don't love me at my like 25 pounds overweight and eating a gluten-free fried chicken sandwich in the winter then you don't deserve me in like my high-waisted bikini in the summer like you just don't and we have to understand that our plants are going to go through these ebbs and flows as well which kind of takes 
And some of them are just as sassy as me. Well, they really are. Um, the pink hospital plant. <laughs> we got a hospital plant. Um, again, you know, talking about self-care and caring for things. We got a hospital plant from uh, the plant shack in East Aurora. That's right, from that little guy's from, yeah, correct? So yeah. if you are a Buffalo, um, New York native or, you know, local at least, uh, you will know the plant shack in East Aurora. And they just opened up a second shop in Lewiston. Lewiston? I wanted yes. to say Williamsville, so I'm glad I didn't. Um, but yeah, it's a very cool little plant and, and Brian here has rehabbed him back to life and he's, he's pretty happy over there. Yep. So he's doing his, uh, doing his good thing. Yeah. So what's your next tip Well, here? I'm going to uh, piggyback on that. We're talking about, um, how, yes, yeah, seasonal depression is real and real depression is real. Um, I have on my list, uh, schedule therapy if you need it for yourself. If you need it and you have a therapist, go just do it. Um, it is it is not beyond the realm of possibility to go see your therapist on a weekly basis. Um, personally, I find myself going to um, talk with somebody more often during the winter, but that's just normally the way that it is. A vitamin D deficiency is real, and um, not being able to be as active is also real, um, which kind of just we want to try to avoid that. So if you need to talk to somebody and talk to people, um, be around your people, lean on your people, do it. Don't table stuff because when you table stuff, it turns into a whole colossal uh, cacophony of bullshit. And we want to avoid that. I co-sign all of that. And I will only add that uh, what you mentioned about not have being able to be as active, I think also harkens back to the last point we made in terms of like, you know, a lot of people rely on the outdoors as an active space. They might live in a smaller area, like apartment wise or house wise. They might not have a large enough space to be active indoors. Um, I have actually made, <laughs> I have to move part of my desk and I sit on a yoga ball at my desk at work. Um, and by at work, I mean at home. Um, and I have to move the yoga ball, move part of the desk, move this um, little tool chest my grandfather made that's at the foot of my bed, move that, move my cajon. I have too many things in that little space and I have to move all of them to be able to work out. And like, you know, I do it, but it certainly would be a lot easier to go for a walk. And I, as much as I would love to go for a walk and the cold doesn't really bother me that much on most days, the wind is what really gets you. Um, wow, I really sound like I'm from Buffalo. <laughs> I was going to oh. say, that, that wind air, that's, that's what really gets you. Oh my God, okay. Um, so I would rather go for a walk. I'd rather do that. But every time I think, I'm going to go for a walk, I think, yeah, that's what I need, Hannah. You really need to go for a walk because you wanted to be active outdoors in the middle of the winter, fall on ice, crack your fucking head open. <laughs> like, that's what you really need. That's really what's going to work. So I have not yet done that. Um, and so I've been working out inside and, but some people don't have that opportunity. So like, you know, your body might look different cause you're less active. Um, and that will of course contribute to, you know, mental health things. And so I completely co-sign going to therapy and not just during the winter. I think everyone should go to therapy all the time. I think everyone should be like mandated to go to therapy, but that feels a little authoritative. So, yeah, and, I mean, but like everyone I want, like every, all of my favorite people in my life have gone to therapy or are going to therapy or like know they need to go to therapy and just haven't gone yet it's so, it's a it's a wall it's a wall to break down but i, I mean that's a thing that does get to uh i was going to say try and stay active 
Um, <laughs> this, so you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, a good way to stay active is, you know what, walk your dog if you have one. If you've got a tiger, go outside and walk that too. Tiger. Oh, no, like, we're not doing the tiger thing again. No. Uh, if you, we are in a brand new year, and oh, I am I not doing the Tiger you, King thing again. About you brought it up, and that's immediately where I went. And oh, I, first of all, I never you. watched that show. I don't need That's to, on you. I never. No, I no, it's not. I mean, like, I mean, it is on me, but I made the personal choice, and I never no, need to see it. No, that's on you like, because you brought up Tiger. You said t- you said yeah, you don't walk t- your Tiger. No, but you brought up the show, though. Yeah, I but mean, you I mean, said t- where what where the fuck else would a Tiger come into this conversation? Because tigers are cats. You're talking about, and I didn't want to say cats. We're gonna put a harness on a cat and take it for a walk in the middle of winter. That sounds like well, either way, toe beans. It's not my prerogative because I don't have a cat. But I I mean, (laughs) uh, either way, um, if you can stay active, do it. There, we used to do this thing like where people could go to the mall and walk during the winter time uh, if they had some what, time. What in if the you morning. are you in your New Balances? How <laughs> yes, old are you? Yes, what you are, are you? Hey, it's it's a podcast on plants and books. We don't know what our demographic That's is going to be. That's a fair point. I apo- uh, many apologies if any of our listeners wear New Balances. Yeah, like my father, but also and my father. <laughs> But also, we're both middle-aged white men, in case anyone was wondering. Yes, and um, they both have the same mustache. It's freaky, and they're both old Polish dudes. Yeah, they are old Polish. Mm, dudes. Wow, um, we're doing but, great. But yeah, uh, typically going to the gym would be a good thing to do right now. Uh, it's not really working out because of COVID, but if you can stay active to the best, it's of not ability, really working out. Neither are you. Yep, it's not working <laughs> out, and neither are you. But that's okay because we're gonna get there. Um, um, yeah, well, yeah. that has no like plant correlation. No, so I guess I, we're just kind of, that's just only, a self-care too. The only thing I can think of with like being active is just being actively aware of the situation with your plants. Yeah. That goes back to maintaining the thing. Yeah. That's not a new point. So let's no, not belabor it. No. Um, so I guess to piggyback on the, the, the activity and the exercise point, like monitor your nutrition, like adjust your nutrition routine. Cause like um brian said like you're not getting vitamin d through the sun and like that's not really adding much it's a different form of vitamin d through the sun than through your like veggies and stuff anyway so that's a point to make as a distinction but you're you're not doing as much to uh i guess you're not having those backyard barbecues where i mean not necessarily that's healthy food but you're not eating fruit out in the sun you're not like you're not consuming fresh stuff as much as i think you would during uh the summer and even into the fall because that you've got those really fresh harvest vegetables uh so adjusting that like i'm not gonna lie man it's soup season folks like i am i live for soup season and that begins for me as soon as like there's a leaf on the ground cascading down the sidewalk and like there's a breeze in the air i'm like i feel it in my bones and it's soup season and i have this inexplicable urge to make chili um chicken chili by the way i don't like beef chili i mean i'll eat it but like i'm really particular uh but regardless it's soup season so like adjust your nutrition make sure you're still getting you know your vegetables in make sure you're still drinking enough water my god hydrate even if you're cold drink water um monitor those things and i think that goes for plants too well this is not a time of year capital n-o-t not the time of year to be giving plants um those little like spray bottles of nutrients and uh things like that it's not the time of year to be fertilizing the soil or overwatering. but making sure you're monitoring those things uh stick your finger in the soil if it comes out and has like wet on it like you go an inch down and there's like wet soil on your finger don't water the plant 
leave it be for a while until it's dry because it's probably going into dormancy um and again hearkening back to things change if it looks a little different it might go into dormancy you can look up these things on the internet read blogs read forums tweet at us comment our things ask us questions if we don't know we might know someone who does um and we're happy to share our knowledge or ask questions um on your behalf to smart people smarter than us yeah and that that goes to my list um this is my self-care don'ts uh i just brazenly put don't eat the world don't eat the the world i feel like that's a shot at me when i'm inebriated uh there are there is nothing here about avoiding um things like pizza tacos or nachos um okay that's a direct shot at me when i'm inebriated (laughs) no but but honestly some people do eat their feelings and it is a real thing and it's not about you i wish you guys could see my face right now it's not always about you it's not always about me i eat my feelings Uh, But just try to stick to healthy options when you can. And Hannah said it very, very well. Uh, During this time, you don't want to be doing over over watering or over fertilizing. This is the time to take a step back. Take a step back and watch, Um, which you know what? That that kind of goes to um, the next point, which is, you know what? Self-care. Try to find something cool to watch. Try to find something interesting and different. Um, maybe look into that orientation or that um, that thing that you were interested in on YouTube where you wanted to get um, kind of uh, acquainted with a new skill or something. Like um, Hannah over here, she picked up wood burning uh, about, what was it, about August. Four, four, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, think I bought my wood burner in August and I, it took me three months to learn how to curve a line. So that was time well spent. Um, but honestly, a lot of the art that I make with the wood burning tool is a lot of plant-based art. Um, and like I make earrings that are botanical and botanically inclined. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested in checking that stuff out, it is, uh, pothos and pine, uh, P-A-T-H-O-S and pine just as it would be spelled. As in crisp pine. As in, as in pine trees. But you know, yeah, that, that, that's true. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, so I started doing that kind of stuff, um, and throwing myself into like a new art form and learning it and it became kind of a therapeutic thing. So again, harking back to the therapy and having those activities that are really calming, um, it was something to do just for the sake of doing and feeling like it was, it was calming to me. I could only focus, I mean, like when there's a really hot tool in your hand, um, so every day when I'm with Brian, um, <laughs> uh, I did my hands right now. Yeah. He's not happy about that, but, um, love you. Uh, yeah. When there's a really hot tool in your hand, there's only so much you can think about that's not burning your fingers. So I'm concentrating on that and nothing else. Um, but yeah, so that's that's definitely good advice. I only have one more point, so I don't know if you have anything else that you want. Well, to about add. that, like I just wanted to say that you know we we went through the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it took us. Oh my god! Well, no, we haven't finished Far From Home yet. We've well, got but one I've, more. Well, I've seen it, so I mean. Oh yeah, well, we we've, we've both. I want to clarify that I have seen all of them when they came out in the theaters. He just hadn't seen most of them, mm-hmm. so we watched them all in release order because. And that was and that was fun, and <laughs> you know we did it, and we did it through. Um, quarantine and COVID times and it was good it was a good bonding experience 
something we both enjoy. Yeah, well, and that also had a lot. I mean, we're both storytellers and enjoy stories. And so Mm -hmm. no matter how you're consuming those stories, whether it is books, like, I mean, that's my preferred method. But like for some of us, it is, you know, watching a really good uh, series or movie. uh, And sometimes we just wanted to sit and watch a good action movie. In fact, I bought him a sound bar for his birthday because we were watching these awesome action movies and I wanted to hear the sound better. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had wanted one anyway. So we invested in that and it became a thing for us to do not only together, but also to look forward to. Uh, so it gave us a lot of aspects there. And it was again, experiencing stories and the way they built that. Cause like when you're able to watch something like the MCU in the order and go consecutively and not have to wait, you know, six months to a year in between movie releases it's all a lot more intimate and you get to know like you're really close with the characters in a way um so you don't have to wait on anything and you end up kind of developing that bond with the story more as well so i i definitely dig that mm-hmm. um so are you have any more points before i throw um, out my last I mean, I've one got, i've got a whole bunch oh, but okay not well, related to that i was so clearly if you, you want to move along well i mean my last point thing here was to make the most of where the world is at at this point um and that's kind of twofold i mean any given winter make the most of you know what's going on some people really really hate the winter and i think brian is one of those people yep. i don't think i know he is um but i think in order to make the most out of every single day and of course you're going to have bad days and things aren't going to go right but i think to make the most out of that to walk out the door and be thankful for whatever's going on um to you know for me it's like when that really soft snow falls and it's like glistening and it's super sparkly and really pretty i love that and another point i mean like if you really hate the snow and you really hate the winter and it's cold and you, you just don't want to be around it folks like stay inside and get your favorite beverage and a good book and curl up with your plants in a humid room and like, <laughs> like, call, like call it a day like that can also be making the most out of where the world's at because especially i mean like when you're in a pandemic like this which is a little unprecedented if we haven't said that before if we haven't worn out the word unprecedented on the news um you need to really make the most of the world where it's at and what you're doing. And so I think enjoying the things that we all love, which I think everyone listening to this can agree that those things are plants and books and stories. Um, Cause if not, why are you here? And I'm intrigued by that. What are you doing here? What kind here? of tomfoolery are, is uh, behind your, your endeavors right now? Um, so yeah, so I guess that for me would lead into the conversation about the kinds of books we could be reading. But if you have any other points that you want to talk about, yeah, let's... I mean, I, I I've got a couple here. Um, I have we all we already talked about being self aware, um, things that you can do to make sure that the things that you enjoy you will do, um, and you will do them in moderation, not in being excessive. Um, making sure you take time for the things you need. If you feel like you need to go get Starbucks tomorrow, go get Starbucks tomorrow. If you feel like you need it every day, go get it every day. But when it but comes... like also watch your bank account. Yeah, yeah. That comes down to the don't do. Don't spend money like it's going out of style. Just because you like to binge watch a television show doesn't mean you have to subscribe to Hulu, Disney Plus, Netflix, uh, Fubo. That also, Fubo, I like think, speaks directly the to the plant things here. Yes, exactly. Like, I know that a lot of the plant people that maybe listening to this podcast like a lot of people got really into plant life and 
having plants in their house during this pandemic because like they had nothing else better to do and i love that i co-sign up 100 i'm so happy that everyone got into, like got into this and joined this awesome community uh, especially locally it seems like a lot more of these groups are really active um i know i've become more active in the groups now that you know i'm working from home well i mean i always was working from home but regardless <laughs> Um, I've become more active in these groups because, you know, you're seeking that, like, connection. So I can't go hang out at the plant shop, but I can go uh, go in these groups and interact with other people. So um, I, a lot of people are saying, you know, I got my, my plants in my house quadrupled during this pandemic. Good. Glad you're here. Glad you love plants. But also don't spend all of your money on plants and books during this pandemic. Please feed yourself and take care of those around you. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Um, <clears throat> make sure, though, that you're taking time. Um, this is a good time to take time to make plans, right? Yeah. Uh, to plan out what you're going to do in the coming months. Plan out what you're going to do in the coming days. Things are going to change. It's going to get warmer again. Usually when it's cold, we can get cold from the inside out. Don't let that happen. Be aware of who you are and what you need and what you can do. If it takes painting a room in your house yeah do the things redoing the kitchen redo painting the, the kitchen. coverings do what you gotta do if it's an indoor thing because you can't be outside do it if you're the kind of person that wants to be a diy uh sort of sort of person and you enjoy those projects cool take the time to do them but don't bite off more than you can chew just as you would typically during the regular you know the, the regular year if it's not covid or it's not winter so just, yeah, be, be the best version of yourself all the time. Um, also, don't, um, don't snowball when things are bad. Don't do things to get through the bad times that aren't good for you, like drugs. Um, don't do anything. Well, most drugs. Most drugs, yeah. Like I said, hard drugs. Avoid painkillers, <laughs> things yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like don't start doing cocaine. But like if you need a joint, I'm not going to – well, I'm probably going to smoke it with you. Yeah, probably. Um, also, don't drink excessively. Uh, don't drink alcohol excessively. Like a, a nice bourbon or, a, you know, a glass of DiSerono is a nice every time because it leaves that like nice warmth in your belly around the campfire um, or around the fire in your house. Like you could do that. Uh, you can enjoy listening. Don't start a fire in your house no. if it's not already there or there's not a vessel for the fire in your house. Though. Yeah, that, but you, like, don't do yeah, that. Don't just the fireplace of sorts. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and the last thing I have to say, and I'm just going to paraphrase it as this. Don't drive like a douche. <laughs> just exercise some patience, please. Everywhere and anywhere. Uh, especially if you're driving and if the weather sucks and like also driving your life anywhere. like take yeah. that as a metaphor yes absolutely like don't don't, don't drive put, your life like a douche and don't drive people off the road like it's your life be the best that you can be okay now that we sound like awful motivational speakers um let's transition a little bit into this book portion of our our little podcast all right thanks for listening to stems and stories a podcast at the intersection of books and botany. This episode is sponsored by Brian and Hannah's Hopes and Dreams. If you would like to show your support, follow at Stems and Stories on all major social platforms and tell them your deepest and darkest secrets in the comments section. All right, we are back. Um, so at this point in the podcast today... What we would like to talk about are some 
cool books, real cool books. And uh, because our theme was self-care for the winter, uh, the first thing that we're going to start with is, you know what? There are a whole bunch out there. There are a whole bunch of really great self-care books, self-help books, if you will. I'm not the type of person that's going to read them on a typical basis. However, I am a good person at finding information because I am a librarian. That's what I do. So I did a little bit of research here. And within the year of 2020, there were a quite a list of self-care books that were probably going to be published even before COVID happened. Uh, but you now know, they are necessary. Now they're necessary and everything kind of hurts inside and outside and always. <laughs> Um, but either way, uh, there were two that I really want to talk about. The first one, it's it's by Tara Schuster. It's called "Buy Yourself the Fucking Lilies." Now, this is a theme that I've uh, I've come across quite a bit within the last four or five years, having the term "fuck" within your title. I have a book like that on my list too. I actually read it, but yeah, it's yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of one of those things where people are like, ah, fuck this, fuck that. Yeah. Everything I've uh, seen about this book is phenomenal. Uh, people really enjoy it. Uh, I believe that Tara Schuster, it's, it's more or less like a memoir. Uh, I am in the process of acquiring it and I am going to at least peruse it. However, if it's not my jam, it's not my jam. I'm not, I'm not the kind of person to buy a book. And if, it, if it's not like my thing, I don't want to have it and then need to find a place to put it. That being said, I'm... <laughs> it's the beauty of being a librarian yes, or, you know, having yes. a library card. Yes. Uh, so... Both things we advocate. Not I mean, like, not that everyone should be a librarian. I'm yes. not saying I advocate going to library school. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> there's also nothing right with it. Uh... <laughs> but, like, definitely get a library card. Everyone should have one. Mm -hmm. So that's the first one that I would suggest. Uh, the next one, and this is kind of inspired by the fact that uh, Hannah Rose is sitting next to me right now. Uh, Wisdom from a Humble Jellyfish by Ronnie Shaw. And this one, more or less, talks about natural ways to calm yourself. That's the kind of shit that I'm into. I like spiritualism. I like really just walking in the middle of a forest screaming your fucking head out and being like speak to me chipmunks like the time that <laughs> that we were walking and we we ran into a whole the bunch world's of fattest raccoon several times there he was, was so cute there you were guys so you don't even know them. he was so chunky yes. i think there's a picture of him on our instagram <laughs> there is a, there is a picture. i was so excited about the rest raccoon you guys he was so chunky but th those oh, those are the kinds of cutie. things that that we really uh, we aspire to want to be more like you a know? large miko if you will yes a large miko <laughs> We wanted we want to be Mikos, all right, and that's why I eat the world. So yes, I, don't, I just want to be I just want to be a chunky raccoon, guys. I mean, trash pandas unite. But yes, I am indeed trash. Uh, that's not true. Wisdom, <laughs> wisdom from a humble jellyfish by Ronnie Shaw. That is definitely on. I guess that's inspired by list. me because I really enjoy marine life. Yes, especially jellyfish. I do have a jellyfish book on my <laughs> list as well. Yes. Uh, and uh, there's also another one that's a little bit older on my list. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. My friend loves this book. Uh, you have friends? The look I just got was, you're dead. Um, but either way, uh, which friend was it? It's Landon. Oh, that's right. Landon, yes. So, yes. We He's did... the one that told me to read that. And instead, I 
I read Unfuck Yourself. Because there's lots of lots books of like titles. this that unfuck. And I was like, oh, this is the one Landon recommended me. And then I was like, no, it's definitely the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Either Whoops. way, <laughs> I, I did acquire this today. I, I do have it. And I am going to take a look at it and see how far I can get. Because uh, from what it what it it kind of parades itself as, it's more or less a memoir from a man's perspective. And it's kind of just like overcoming the things that kind of piss you off and be the better version of yourself that you can be. That's typically what a self-help book is going to do. Um, I mean, beyond looking into other things, these are some a very short list of some self-care book titles. And obviously, if you have more that you really like, go to our social media. Uh, let us know what you enjoy. Let the brethren know what what you enjoy as well. Because everybody needs a good book every once in a while, especially one that makes you feel good about okay, yourself. Well, now that that was corny as fuck, thanks, uh, Brian. That was not supposed to be. Everybody corny. needs a good book every once in a while. Do you need a hug? Does everyone need a good hug? I mean, I, I agree with you, but you sounded like a book salesman. Because I Nothing am. Nothing against book salesmen. I'm a fucking librarian. You're not, I'm a, a book you're not selling books. You're lending them. <laughs> That's the point of a library. Shit on my soul a little bit more. That's why winter's so hard. Some people like <laughs> some people just like to attack you. Because some people some I'm gonna go into my little corner. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. Um, <laughs> so now that Brian's left us alone, um I I wanna talk a little bit about, you know, self-care books that maybe are not actually self-care books brian had a, a very nice list and thank you very much brian for gathering it and sharing it with us condescending um, that was not condescending that was genuine um anyway uh i have books that i've read that kind of act as self-care uh books i think in the way that they're written um i think they um add a lot of elements of introspection and opportunities for reflection for the reader on their own life uh, so I wanted to share a little bit of the, a little list with you guys, um, books that I've read that I think do that for me, that I think bring me joy to see on a shelf because they've done that for me. Um, the first one on here is not necessarily one of those books that is like near and dear to my soul, but it is one I read recently and it is probably one of the very few real, like genuine classified genre self-help books I've ever actually read. Um, and that's the Unfuck Yourself, Get Out of Your Head, Into Your Life by Gary John Bishop. Uh, my Honestly, my favorite thing about this was that I listened to the audiobook and he's got a heavy Scottish accent. And that was just fun. Uh, beyond that, very generic, you know, self-help with a lot of swearing. Uh, so I enjoyed the swearing part, but it was not nothing groundbreaking, but, you know, a good pick me up to listen to on my walks during the fall and, you know, late summer when I was like, I'd gone through some career stuff, had some shifts and changes that I just was like, oh, oh my God, what's going on? It was good for that. Um, another one that is a little bit more heady uh, is The Art of Possibility by Rosamund Stone Zander and Benjamin Zander. So Rosamund is actually a licensed psychologist, Benjamin, her husband, uh, is the director of the um, Boston Philharmonic Orchestra. I always say BPO, and the Buffalo Philharmonic Orchestra is also the BPO. So whenever I say that, I have to distinctly remember that it's Boston. Um, but they come together and they co-wrote this book with 10 um, philosophies that in encourage the reader or listener, if you're listening to it, I actually I read this one on a paperback, um, that encourage the reader to 
consider the possibility. And there's 10 different ways to consider possibilities in your life. And I really enjoyed that. Um, again, a little bit more heady, a little less practical advice, but I really enjoyed that theoretical perspective and the way you could look at your life. It allowed for a lot of reflection in that way. Um, one that I read a long time ago is The Four Agreements. I think a lot of people have read this book. Um, it's by uh, Miguel Ruiz. Um, I have actually no idea if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Is because Ruiz? Ruiz, R-U-I-Z. No one's ever said it out loud to me, and I think this is a problem that a lot of readers have, is that we only read things, and then when we have to say them out loud, perhaps on a podcast, you've said something and you have no idea if it's correct. Also, so, you're, you're, you're not really a... Uh, prominent Spanish speaker, so uh, no, I I I dabble, I do Duolingo. <laughs> she dabbles not in babble, but Duolingo. But um, yeah, it's Ruiz. But yeah. Okay, so Ruiz, I apologize. I I apologize. I watch <laughs> I watch baseball, and a lot of players um, I've seen over the last thirty years, their last name is Ruiz. So okay, well anyway, so the Four Agreements, really good, kind of classic. Um, I don't even want to call it a self-help book, but it is. It's a kind of, kind of spiritual guide. I liked that a lot. It's got, you know, simple principles to live by. Um, really enjoy that. And then going into things that are really not self-help books. Um, I have three on this list specifically um, by title that are focused on the natural world. Like Brian said, you know, we're very, we're very spiritual people. Um, I personally, I'm a pagan. I practice Wicca. And so the natural world is a very spiritual thing for me. It's something that I'm really um, intrigued by, something I'm fascinated by, something I have a deep respect for. So um, the first one here, <laughs> hearkening back to the jellyfish, um, is Spineless, The Science of Jellyfish and the Art of Growing a Backbone by Julie Burwald. And this book was fascinating because it's a memoir of Julie's and talking about how she came to really appreciate the beauty of jellyfish as they are through you know the turmoil in her own life and meeting her husband and all of these different life events that happened um allowing her to reconnect with who she was through understanding jellyfish and i think you kind of get to do that through the book as well as you're learning more about them you're able to reflect and learn a little bit more about yourself and i really enjoy that aspect uh secondly the Hidden Life of Trees, What They Feel, How They Communicate, Discoveries from a Secret World. Uh, this one is it's a, a trilogy, which I didn't find out until like way after I should have known that it was a trilogy. Um, but this is the first in the trilogy. And it is it's this fantastic look into the way trees thrive, forests thrive. Um, and how it's like forestry in basics. And how trees communicate with one another through root systems and how they work to not only not infringe on each other's space, but also to eventually overtake one another in a natural way. Um, how they allow, like, you know, once a tree falls, it decomposes back into the forest, the fungi overtake it. it it's this whole beautiful symbiotic process from, you know, the, the falling of the seed from the tree into the ground growing into the tree and then all the way through decomposing it's this beautiful natural cycle and in a lot of it you learn a lot about you know how the trees are communicating and how they really mimic um or how you know tr we as humans mimic tree communication and don't even realize it so it allows a lot of reflection on society 
uh, communication, you know, how you are in your own life, your interpersonal communication. And I think that's really important, especially in a time when we are kind of isolated from one another and have to really think about our communications because they might be short, they might be brief, they might be digital, they might not be as we're used to. So thinking about how we're communicating with one another and how we're receiving that, I think is an important thing now as well. I have a quick question for you. Yeah. So being that a lot of the communication is more or less digital now, um, do you put more personally, um, just throwing this out there to Hannah, because I'm curious, um, do you find more interactions with with people in a in a personal way in person are more qualitative than that of a digital atmosphere? Um, I think I need you to rephrase that question. I'm not quite sure what you're asking me. Do you feel like now, since we're all talking together, well, I'm just generalizing. That we're talking more virtually. Virtually. Do you think it's taking away from the interpersonal relationships you could be building when you're with somebody in a physical manner? I don't think so, no, because I think that um, we're talking to people more virtually in people that we would be with, you know, physically if we could. I think yeah, and I, I, I just... so I think like I don't think I'm also never a proponent of being like, oh the damn internet and the social medias, they don't they're they're destroying communication. Like Yeah, we have old nah. fathers to do that. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like I'm I never I'm never a proponent of that at all. I really think that like I mean, but you and I make a point of like when we sit down for dinner together, like we don't look at our phones. Mm-hmm. We make a point of having that time together and I think as long as like as long as you're having time one for yourself by yourself not just scrolling through social media because you're not alone then you're with like thousands and millions of other people who are also scrolling through doom scrolling at like just put your phone down for an hour and like be with yourself read a book chill i think that's important and as long as you're doing that with the people you can actually see in person as well i think that that's never going to be an intrusion i just the reason i brought that up is because i think a lot especially a lot of people in in the world right now and maybe our listeners are having that issue where they're lacking the personal physical feelings of being around somebody yeah i think feeling that like you're lacking that physical intimacy whether that's like you know just even hugging someone or just being next to someone i think that that can be a problem especially for people who might be living alone um i of course you know i see you and i see my parents so i don't necessarily have that feeling personally i definitely sympathize or empathize with people who do feel that frankly i'm also an introvert i i don't gain energy off of being around other people i know you do ryan you like to be around people and not like all the time but like you kind of enjoy conversation you enjoy having that um it's one of the reasons you're a good teacher i thanks don't like i mean i i'm fine teaching public speaking none of that bothers me and i'm certainly a sociable friendly person but i I would ra- I would rather be at home with my plants and books. And so that's where I, I'm at with my life. Um, and so I guess lastly, we'll talk about, um, well, I have I have a couple other books I wanted to mention, other, other things that are self-care for me, but I don't necessarily think belong on this list. Um, so the last one I think actually belongs on this list is called The Soul of an Octopus, A Surprising Exploration into the Wonder of Consciousness by Cy Montgomery. And I am fascinated by this book. First of all, the cover design is gorgeous. Um, If you get the copy that I had, the edition, um, it's this like 
pastel blue. It's got a cream center with pastel blue sides, so it, it mimics that like sandy oceany vibe. And it's got this beautiful purple octopus in the center, and it's just this beautiful cover. So also the author's name is fucking awesome like Cy Montgomery like I, I want that to be my name um regardless it's a book about literally the soul of an octopus like people interacting this, this journalist are interacting with an octopus and understanding yes that uh, I concur this is a, a very good good book Brian cover. just pulled up the book cover on, on the internet but yeah so it's a beautiful book um and it really talks a lot about you know the intelligence and the focus of of octopuses and yes it is octopuses wow I didn't think I'd get to say this on our first episode but it's octopuses not octopi I think you made it a, a, a like priority I really didn't mean to but I this is my favorite fun fact to give it's octopuses and not octopi and the reason is because octopus is of Greek etymology and not um Latin where Latin like cactus to cacti um has an I ending for plurality uh the Greek ending is always es so it is the correct version is octopuses and if anyone tells you different they're wrong and you can send them to me and i will send them where they belong and that is to hell um anyway (laughs) um the last thing i kind of wanted to mention and i think you might have some of these books of your own brian is like what books for you are just like self-care in and of themselves picking up maybe it's like a favorite book or like a favorite kind of a genre that like is just like a, a caring thing for you. You're not reading it because you feel like it's a classic and you have to, or someone recommended it to you, or just because you know, oh, this looks good, but you're reading it because it gives you comfort and it feels like an old friend. All right, you go first because uh, I'll go. I have back. I have three genre slash. All right, do your say? do your first one. Okay, so my first one here is anything by Neil Gaiman. Um, as you continue listening to this, and I hope you guys do, you'll realize that I am a Neil Gaiman stan. Um, I spent a lot of my high school years reading and rereading Smoke and Mirrors, um, his short stories. And what's weird about me as a Neil Gaiman fan is that I am just now reading into what is considered like considered his like biggest hits, if you will, like American Gods, uh, Good Omens. I'm just now reading those because I spent so much time on the short stories and those kinds of things. Like before it even occurred to me to read American Gods. I was reading uh, trigger warnings that he had just released. It was brand new. And it's like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. I just, I fell in love with his writing and I really love who he is as a person. Um, and so that's, that's important to me. I really, that's self-care to me. All right. Um, so I will start with uh, one of my favorite books of all time. The Great Gatsby. Oh, that's on mine too. Is it? It is. It's my second one. Um, so yeah, if you, uh, if you've never read The Great Gatsby, I've read that book probably a good eight times. Uh, I've owned different versions of it with different colors, um, with uh, like different covers, everything different about it beyond the words. I just wanted to own as many different versions of it as possible. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. I um, understand that. Yes. He, uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald is phenomenal and it's, it's a very good book. It always opens up many different worlds to me when I reread it. I even sent it out in a blind uh, one of those like chain mail things where somebody sends you a book and then oh, you God, send a book. Really? Yeah, that was like happened like six years ago. Um, Super I, cool. Yeah, I love that. I thought about getting the eyes tattooed on me. I actually have the eyes tattooed on me. I would have seen that by now. That's not true. Guys, I'm scared. They're in a place you've never looked. It's in his asshole. Either way, <laughs> read uh, The Great Gatsby again if you have not read it. 
Um, Hannah, you're up. Um, okay, so the last thing, I guess I, I only have two. I only have one more now because uh, Great Gatsby was mine. Um, so the last thing here is uh, children's books and like picture books. I am a huge children's literature fan. Um, I'm actually, I've started my uh, sleeve on my right arm of children's literature. Um, it started with the hookah smoking caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland. Um, and my mom was a pre-K teacher. Children's books have been near and dear to my heart for a, I mean, my entire life. Um, I, I had a very high reading level at a very low age, young age, low age, whatever. Um, and insert round of applause. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Um, I, I was reading the Hobbit in first grade. And so, I necessarily I was reading picture books still I was always reading them but I never I never felt like they were you know I never outgrew them I guess is what I'm saying I never felt like they were too young for me or too babyish for me because I was already reading the like higher level things so I felt like I could still keep reading them and still keep enjoying them and to this day I collect uh children's book picture books I love them I'm fascinated by the like storytelling with so few words and having the visual aspect i love reading aloud to kids i think it's a lot of fun um my mom will always tell me that i'm not reading it the right way um and i think i'm doing an okay job and i think by most people's stands i would be but my mom again was a pre-k teacher for more than 20 years so it's (laughs) different standards i guess um but i used to do the whole like oh let's dress up like the cat in the hat and go read the kids dr seuss so like children's books i mean i share a birthday with dr seuss so that'll be we'll probably talk about a little bit about that on our next episode for for our march episode um so something like all the places you'll go i again very fortunate to have a wonderful mother and she took uh when i was in high school she took a copy of all the places you'll go to every grade school teacher i ever had um from literally pre-k through my senior year of high school and had every single one of them write a message to me in a copy of all the places you'll go so whenever i'm feeling like god everything sucks and like you need that bit of self-care i will read this copy and see that like teachers and like you know there's a thing on pinterest she got the idea from pinterest from a parent doing it as their kids growing up and it's a whole different perspective but for me to have my mom go back when i was a senior in high school i was 17 then 18 years old um to have you know, teachers I had when I was in first, second grade, all the way down to pre-K, remember these distinct things about me and like spit them back out on the page. It's this phenomenal thing. And so this, that book is really near and dear to my heart. Um, the Velveteen Rabbit is another one. Absolutely love it. That'll be added to the sleeve at some point. Um, and Shel Silverstein. I really love uh, Where the Sidewalk Ends. The poem uh, Candlelight is beautiful to me and i will probably get that candle tattooed on me if i can figure out how to fit into the sleeve perfectly um but those those kinds of books the children's books that kind of inspire that wonder and awe in all ages which i what i think the best children's books do those are those are self-care for me solid you know that i also have a copy of uh all the places you'll go and that was given to me by my music teacher senior hmm. year on uh, our moving up day with a very nice message and i still have that in my box of uh the things all the things that are brian that my <laughs> mom put together uh but yeah so awesome well 
Do you have anything else you wanted to add here? I just just thank you for for the listen. Yeah, if you've stuck with us this long, thanks so much for hanging about. And uh, you know, drop us a drop us a message, a comment, a like, whatever. We're at stems and stories on um, any major social media platform, wherever you want to find us. Uh, shoot us a message on what topics you want to hear about. Write on our walls, comment on our on our posts. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like, what you want to hear more about. Um, I also, think also if you think Charlie is cute, I mean that's fine too. Yeah, we'll pass on the love to him. Pass out, dog. He's passed out right now. But yeah, so thank you for sticking with us and have a wonderful have a wonderful day, have a wonderful week, have a wonderful month. Um, take care of yourselves, take care of your plants, take care of your books. Dust them off once in a while. The books and the plants if they need them. Sometimes plants get dusty. And sometimes you get dusty too, so dust your ass off and get up. That's all we got for you. That's all we got for you. Bye.